0: I used to let the mic smoke Now slam it when broke When Cause I won't let nobody press up I was listening to a lot of uh, Ready or Not around this time The Fugees? Yeah, they were yeah. everywhere
1: I saw them live, I think, during that, that period, that time period
0: Great, one great album mm-hmm. uh, Lots of covers yeah. on that album Yep uh, And uh, also Nas's Street Dreams That video heavily lifted from all of Casino. Oh, the entire, like, the aesthetics of the video, yeah. He's basically just Robert De Niro from Casino walking around. And then every other actor from that film just, like, bumps into him.
1: They're in the, uh, yeah, they're in that actual video, right? Yeah,
0: that's right. That's funny. Street dreams. Mm -hmm. And, uh, oh, and and Tupac was really just firing shots. He he did a whole video with a, uh, like, a mock Biggie Smalls. Oh, they hit him up. Yeah, yeah. they hit him up one. Mm-hmm. And I don't think that the actor who was playing the fake Biggie Smalls knew uh, what the video was about. Oh, I'm sure he did. I don't think he cared. He got to get work. You think so? I mean, because you know, you don't want to walk around the rest of your life being like, "Oh, I'm the guy that uh, played the fake Biggie Smalls." I mean, before he got murdered,
1: Henry Rollins played the fake Vanilla Ice in the third base video that they all beat up. What? You never seen? Yeah, have never seen that. No,
0: that's I awesome. think we're gonna watch that on Pop, YouTube after this. Pop goes the weasel. Yeah. Yeah. Our <laughs> post uh, post podcast um, playlist. Yeah, totally. We'll we'll uh, eat some CBD gummies, drink mm. some coffee together, and watch old third base videos. <laughs> How's that sound?
1: Sounds sounds great, man. Yeah,
0: man. That's how we do it here in Greenpoint. Right. Yeah, you're uh, you're tuned in, once again, to the Eat, Pray, Judge podcast, and uh, today we're going to be covering everyone's favorite movie from 1996, Set It Off. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> How do you feel about that? I feel like that's a I'm thrilled. bold statement. Dude, I'm thrilled uh, to finally uh, watch another bank robbery movie. You've been
1: pushing for this one for quite some time.
0: I have. Well, it's an intersection of all the things that I love. Mm-hmm. Heists uh powerful ladies uh, crime movies uh hip-hop and the 90s this so. certainly has
1: every one of those elements
0: but i wanted to uh get back into 96 man i yeah. was in high school you and i both that's right just you know 311 was probably playing not not in my home, I might have been wearing a visor at some point, <laughs> <laughs> not even a full cat hat till like a half, yeah, yeah Could, you know, couldn't like, even commit back I need then. to let these luscious locks breathe, <laughs> but I also want something to protect my eyes from the sun, smart, and uh yeah not yeah, so high school in d c uh Bill Clinton just got reelected, yeah, people
1: were excited about that, uh he was back, uh tickle me Elmo was a huge thing that was a big deal jim carrey became the first uh 20 million dollar man in hollywood
0: yeah the well, cable guy
1: of all movies
0: he's one of those uh jim carrey's a weirdo because he's really into the positive mental attitude uh like if you uh visualize it it's gonna come true yeah he's got that apocryphal story that he wrote uh, a check to himself for uh, get like maybe a million dollars and then uh like when he was you know struggling
1: yeah i feel like he wrote that to his dad okay he put the he put the uh check in his dad's uh coat pocket when they were burying him wow yeah cool story i loved i think jim carrey is great yeah yeah there's that
0: he's got that new documentary where he um sort of like lived as andy kaufman to get ready for man on the moon yeah and and hung out with andy kaufman's family Mm -hmm. as andy Mm -hmm. which is uh yeah a little morbid you know I don't know if Seems I would... bizarre? Yeah, a little bizarre, right? It's like if I went to um some dead celebrity's house and just, you know, hung out with their family and was like, uh, you know, Aaliyah speaks through
1: me. It's, uh, it does seem a little extreme at work, though. He was really good in that movie. I was never a fan of Andy Kaufman. I just didn't find him funny.
0: Okay, yeah. Um, well, I loved
1: me. Taxi. Yeah,
0: did you? I, lo- I couldn't get enough of Taxi. It had a, a hard-hitting all-star
1: cast. Yeah, it was like a... F- fucking 15 person cast like, yeah cheers it's back in the day when they did that christopher lloyd was in it yeah there was a lot of talented people tony tony Danza, d the, the redhead mm-hmm. i don't remember her name people love her though danny devito not yep yep a
0: young danny devito has been the same age for the last 40 years he really has he's ageless the ageless wonder sure he stayed four foot five he Stayed
1: four foot five and 52 <laughs> <laughs> for 35 years
0: what a cool dude, man! I like Danny DeVito. Yeah, yeah. So uh, big fan. That show is it holds up if you watch it today?
1: Taxi does. Yeah,
0: I mean it wouldn't. It's irrelevant today since we have Uber, and it's, it's true. probably unrealistic that there was ever a place where all taxi drivers would just hang out, waiting to waiting to go drive their car.
1: We should do a modern remake of uh, Taxi called Uber.
0: Yeah, yeah, and it's just a bunch of guys sadly waiting in their uh, black sedans texting one another
1: for beeps yeah what else happened in 96 uh al gore did the uh macarena na- or his version of the macarena at the national uh, democratic national convention that dude year. i bet it was as stiff as when i try to floss he actually goes "Have you seen the al gore version of the macarena and then he, st- he goes want to see it stood silent stood motionless for two three seconds he goes do you want to see it again he's <laughs> got jokes
0: it just sounds like a like a rhythmless robot
1: he's just he's not just a, a climate change doomsayer yeah. He's also uh, got a bit of a, a, a cutting sense of humor.
0: His, uh, you know, Tipper Gore is the reason that I I can never be a fan of that family. Because I was rollerblading one time in uh, Northern Virginia right after Bill Clinton won the first time. <laughs> and uh, my friend was neighbors with the Gores. Yeah. And they lived in Virginia. And we're like, we're rollerblading, you know, because that was fucking awesome. And – uh
1: that is part of the formula for being awesome. I
0: was super parched after a long time out there, mm-hmm. just like swiveling and and you know riding my my blades around the city, right? And we stopped by Al Gore's house to get uh, some water. My friends, uh, my friend, he like had access to the house, and I was wearing a Red Hot Chili Peppers t shirt. And uh, Al Gore Jr. was like, "Nah, you can't come in," because uh, Tipper had banned all things MTV from their house yeah
1: was it the blood sugar sex magic
0: sure yeah it was like a girl like she you know it was a woman suggestively uh kneeling oh but she had like tattoos all over her body she was naked but not naked yeah
1: i I, I remember the shirt
0: yeah it was a delicious shirt and uh
1: mother's milk i think it was
0: it was cool man Uh, yeah man i was i was rocking a flash shirt for Mm -hmm. being a little nerdy dude with like um sports goggles on instead of regular glasses you
1: were 12 you had opinions
0: yeah adorable Yeah, I did. I had opinions, and uh, you know, I just liked I liked the uh, Red Hot Chili Peppers that, yeah. at that moment in my life, and we uh,
1: were also a big fan
0: of heroin. Then, you, dude, I was fucking <laughs> slamming age. round <laughs> up
1: like bubbles from the wire. I was riding that horse,
0: <laughs> so I was down with the brown man. It was great, uh, but I, I was not allowed to go into the house because I had that shirt on, and I was like, okay, so you're gonna put your your feelings over this t-shirt over uh, a young a boy being thirsty. You're not even gonna bring him a glass of water. So I can't I can't abide by someone who's that cruel, you know? Or uh short sighted, yeah. Totally short sighted. Lost my vote. I voted Nader
1: because uh, of that.
0: Good. Yeah. Yeah. Well, so well that we sucks. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so that ended up costing all of us in the long run.
0: Oh yeah, no. It you was know. all Florida. Yeah. Yeah. That's it true. had yeah, nothing it to do with us, man. That's a hundred percent Jeb Florida. Bush. You're right. So um uh, But for, yo, yeah, they were whack. The Gores are whack.
1: Yeah. My little brother was good friends with one of them, Uh, their youngest son. They hung out a lot. Yeah. did stuff. Uh Uh-huh. Did they sell weed together? Uh, I don't think they sold weed together. Allegedly? Allegedly. (laughs)
0: Uh. Um, However, uh, Bop It was also big. Yeah, what's that? That was a game. People loved it. Okay. Yeah, it it looked like Simon It was like Simon Says, Mm -hmm. but it it looked more like a space-age plastic baseball bat and uh different um there were all these different handles and buttons on the uh on the bop it toy so i've been watching all these videos of kids beating the original bop it they all <laughs> are on the spectrum because it's like pull it pull it bop it touch it hit it i remember it, now bop it bop it there you go yeah and then you know if you get the right rhythm i feel like uh, i don't know why no one has sampled it yet for a song like bop it bop it hit it, bop it.
1: yeah i mean no one sampled hungry hungry hippos what a great game. Similar motions. Sure. You think that game contributed to uh, obesity? In hippos or kids? Kids. I think it contributed to a lot of swollen, mar- uh, swallowed marbles. Sure. By, You're like, if my little, toys. Toys, my little toy hippo can eat these. They're like, we started with 68, now there's four. So what, what pumped little Jimmy's stomach?
0: When little kids eat uh, marbles like and gumballs. coins, you just have to poop it out, right? I would imagine so. Sure. I Here. mean... You,
1: yeah. Do you remember the, uh, the sea lion exhibit at the, the National Zoo in D.C.? That was horrific. That was fucking horrific. You know exactly what I'm talking
0: about. 100%. So the, the zoo in Woodley Park, we would go, yeah. and uh,
1: <laughs>
0: there there's a big photo in front of the sea lions of, a, of the exhibit of an opened up sea lion. A lions. gutted
1: seal with just a shit ton of pennies pulled out of its stomach because people treated their exhibit like a fucking mall water fountain. Mall, 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 uh, you know. Fountain,
0: yeah, man. So. That should
1: ingrained in my I know exactly what that picture looks like in my mind. I, mean, I know we both, it's the same one. It's fucking grotesque,
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: It's like a way to horrify children, but I guess you know what? That's uh, that's tough. That's that's, that's real talk. You gotta see what you gotta see what your uh, yeah. your actions cause. All right, now live with the consequences. Yeah. Now you know snow- what you did now. Get a snow coat. <laughs> um, what else happened in '96? A funny story there was a blizzard, a lot of blizzards that year. The Midwest was blanketed by, like, five feet of snow. D.C. got hit with, like, a bunch. Uh, And uh, in Allentown, Pennsylvania, uh, there was a hotel that uh, the Orlando Magic, Marilyn Manson, and the cast of the Sesame Street Live were all stranded in the same hotel together. Whoa. Sounds like a fucking Scooby-Doo episode. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of weird sex, I'm guessing, happened there.
0: Yeah. Well, you know everybody. that What was the the kid show
1: there? Sesame Street Live. Sesame Street
0: Live. Yeah. Yo, dude, uh, theater and puppetry people, Mm
1: -hmm. all super freaks in the sheets. I wonder if Elmo had his own room, his own floor. He was big then.
0: (laughs) Yeah, Tickle Me Elmo. Yep. Yeah, uh, all all, comp room service. Oh, yeah. Just Just caviar and poppers. Right,
1: I'm sure at the (laughs) Howard Johnson or wherever they were (laughs) staying in Allentown, Pennsylvania. Scream came out in '96, kind of a game changer for uh, campy uh, teen horror films. Revolutionized the horror a, movies, yeah. Right uh, after that movie, when the, you know the killer calls inside the house, kind of like The Hitcher, or keeps making prank calls, uh, the um, caller ID use in the U.S. tripled after that movie. Yeah, people were shook.
0: Uh, see you at the crossroads, Bone Thugs and Harmony. Mm-hmm. R.I.P. to E.Z.E. Yep, that was a that was a banger. So when I wasn't listening to the Fugees, it was all Bone Thugs. Interesting. That's right. So uh, that uh, that's that's it, you know, a little 96. bit about 1996. Yeah, for we're you. probably going to cover some more movies from that era. So we covered some before. Yeah, so there's no need to get too too nostalgic yeah. about that era. All right, man. So uh, we're today we're going to talk about Set It Off, dude. It's my first time seeing the film. Oh, it was really... your first time.
1: I thought you were such a proponent that I thought you'd seen it. I thought it was like a mainstay in the Pacheco household.
0: <laughs> no, but when I brought it up to people, they were like, "Hell yeah, dude! You're going to see Set It Off." Uh, I was at a, a club earlier. I was playing, sure. and uh, this. Guy goes, he goes. Hell yeah! That's one of Queen La- Queen Latifah's best performances. She was awesome in it. Yeah, and uh, so so it, this movie, a lot of people saw it. I I didn't know how popular it was. It got a sixty three percent on Rotten Tomatoes, which doesn't sound that great, but it made a ton of money um, off of its budget. So yeah, it did. It was
1: only budgeted at nine million, which is crazy. Yeah, um, because I guess none of the actresses were very famous i mean the cast wasn't nobody nobody huge they actually spent half of their budget on that film getting the licensing for the godfather's music and lines wow yeah that's that which is crazy bananas like four because... million just to get that scene which could have been left after the movie <laughs> we'll talk about that more.
0: uh and then i was texting this dude yesterday that I'm, I'm watching this and he goes this is the best uh example of 1990s feminism after terminator 2 and jurassic park And I I laughed out loud uh, at that text.
1: I saw when you wrote that. I thought, uh, I mean, Terminator 2, I get it. Sarah Connor was was, was a a very uh, pro-feminist character.
0: Bro, Jurassic Park, man. All those dinosaurs are
1: ladies. Oh. Ladies take over the park.
0: That's interesting. Yeah, those raptors,
1: clever girls. I've I've only seen that film in pieces, oddly enough.
0: Oh, yeah? Yeah. Man, okay, well, uh, maybe for another day. Yeah, Jurassic Park. Uh... I mean, I've been to Costa
1: Rica, which is where it took place, apparently. Sure. That place is sure. Jurassic. And uh, my favorite uh,
0: aspects of Jurassic Park that are often forgotten now are uh, Sam Jackson is in it, and so is Newman from Seinfeld. Newman is in it.
1: Newman's bad. So is Jeff Goldblum.
0: Mm-hmm. No, he's a good guy in the
1: movie. He's great in everything.
0: Yeah. Uh, however, let's get back to Set It Off. Yeah. Yeah, 63% on Rotten Tomatoes. Uh, socially conscious 1990s flick. Very much so. And, uh, you know, it fits into the tradition of other films from that time, like Dead Presidents, Boys in the Hood, and Menace to Society. Yeah. Uh, but <laughs> it also uh, feels like it's a movie that Don't Be a Menace would have lampooned.
1: Yeah, I feel like they it, it inadvertently lampooned it because I don't think it, they came out at the same time. And sure. Don't Be a Menace is one of my favorite movies ever
0: sure so after you see all these films uh dead presidents boys in the hood menace and uh set it off go watch don't be a menace and you will
1: and to be honest you'll see a lot of the same actors in all of those films uh the guy the 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 bank robber from the beginning the one that gets away with the ap carved in his forehead was Mm -hmm. in uh menace society and he was also in don't be a menace he's the guy that gets run over by the car
0: yeah well i I think that uh hollywood has a, a limited number of um like black actors, it keeps say, in the rotation.
1: Yeah, I was gonna say that a lot of those movies of that that, especially in that era, have a lot of the same actors, and I think it's just because there were you know, a ton of
0: uh, yeah, African American kind of options, uh, thespians, and uh, also just the the reason that um it was a challenge too to just get through greenlit through the Hollywood industry process. Right. You know the the idea that uh, four like black actresses could carry uh, like a heist movie. Yeah. uh, Nobody, nobody, like very few people believed in that, and that's why the budget was so low. Uh, New Line Cinema is kind of like a dark horse um, studio,
1: especially with one of the main characters being openly gay.
0: Yeah. Um, Yeah. And uh, yeah. And uh, this film was inspired uh, partially by the popularity of Thelma and Louise. Yeah.
1: They directly referenced it in the movie. And uh,
0: they were like, okay, we got two white ladies. People loved it. They're yeah. out there on the road, on the lam, right. being outlaws. Let's see if we can, like, you know, shift that concept over to, uh, to our ladies over here. and
1: I mean, we, The script was written by a black woman, directed by F. Gary Gray. Hell yeah, from Friday fame. Friday, did The Negotiator, The Italian Job. Be cool. Mm-hmm.
0: And uh, most recently, Straight Outta Compton.
1: Oh, right, he did Straight of Compton.
0: <laughs> right, so he's... So this guy's got got some hits under his belt. Yeah, and um, they they figured, okay, we, house party was big, Friday was big, Thelma and Louise was big. Let's mash those things up.
1: Yeah, all of them.
0: Uh, a year after Heat.
1: That's right. <laughs> so a much more tactically sound bank robbing movie. That,
0: that yes, yeah, we can we can compare and contrast this yeah. to Heat, which is you know just a classic bank robbery film. Yeah. Um, tough to compare the two <laughs> it is I mean I'm a, I'm a huge fan of bank robbery movies so I'm watching this with Amber and uh, the whole and she loves it you know we both are emotionally invested and set it off but at the same time I'm like what they're not gonna dust off their wipe off their fingerprints what's wrong with them like everybody's got a case of the joint yeah get your schematics out we need to see maps
1: this movie should have been titled uh, wow that got out of hand very quickly
0: <laughs> things fall apart yeah <laughs> uh which yeah that would be a great title for this um but uh we have like let's jump into the actors and actresses we have um jada pickett smith playing stony she's a, a a janitor in a dead end job uh who's working hard to help support her brother doesn't seem like they have a family so she's like um a mother sister yeah four. their parents died in a car crash pre- uh, uh, years before orphans right right innocent orphans parents died in a car crash yeah so sad so she's gotta she's working uh to you know cleaning office buildings to to try to get her brother uh enough money so he can go to ucla yep uh you've got um and queen latifah plays chloe and Clo- and queen latino oh, uh, oh, i'm sorry cleo mm-hmm. yes also she uh was uh, already a tv star from living single Living single yeah but this is you know her really
1: growing on the big yeah screen. she was the biggest star in this film by far well she also had a music career she, she had did. that yeah, street she'd been, cred she'd been doing stuff for years yeah native tongues native tongues people
0: loved her u-n-i-t-y oh yeah yeah uh great she's powerful powerful lady big hats That's what I remember from all the music videos. Great voice. Yes. Now she sings jazz standards. Does she really? Yeah. Along with rapping. Nice. Transitioned.
1: Just a quadruple threat.
0: Uh, Vivica Fox is in this. Hot off the heels of Independence Day, where she plays uh, Will Smith's wife.
1: Now she's in a movie where she's playing with Will Smith's actual wife. Right.
0: Jada. Jada. And uh, Vivica Fox plays Frankie and uh Frankie uh starts off the movie as a bank teller. Mm-hmm. So she's probably the most upwardly mobile of the four uh actresses right. who play bank robbers. And then Kimberly Elise plays Tishan, or TT. Yeah. And she is a mother, single mom. Got a little kid. Uh, you know, and uh she plays the most sort of timid and uh immature and, yeah, mousy, G- girlish, giggly. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm and then uh so the, those are the robbers yeah. and the the cop is played by john mckinley That's great uh a lot he's in everything he is this guy he, i i didn't know his name until today it's
1: crazy because he's been in, yeah
0: yeah researching for this but he's in a, like a ton of movies that i love he was in platoon
1: he's one of oliver stone's favorite uh, he, he always works with him he was in platoon any given sunday I'm sure there's others. He's in. Uh, he was on Scrubs for however many years. That That's it ran. right. He, he always
0: plays character. an asshole.
1: He's great at it. He was in this great comedy, sort of heistish movie, uh, back in the day with Tim Robbins and uh, Martin Lawrence called Nothing to Lose. Okay. Where he was like a, a bad guy. Uh, yeah. Paired alongside Giancarlo Esposito. If you haven't seen that movie, it's great.
0: He was also in Surviving the Game. Oh, uh, uh, with iced tea. Can't, look, the thing about me that everybody needs to know, listening to this, is that I love movies where people hunt humans. <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> surviving the game, it, it uh, also ticks off all the boxes for me. Yeah, yeah. They take iced tea and they, and another movie with a with a rapper turned uh, movie star. Right.
1: Did you also like The Pest? Because I believe there was a live human game in that movie. <laughs> yes.
0: Yeah. I, you know what I like? <laughs> there was also a rap in the, the rap of that movie. The rap song at the beginning of The Pest is the best. Yeah. Uh, how, yeah, so John McKinley and he, John McKinley kind of, that kind of, that's what I would like to be if I was, um, like a movie, movie famous. I'd want to be, uh, famous enough to keep working, but flying under the radar. Like if you saw John McKinley in real life, you wouldn't, you wouldn't necessarily like, you know, call TMZ, right. Or take a photo with him because who, you wouldn't necessarily recognize him, right? Whereas, like, uh, The Rock, you know right away. Right. Or uh, John Cusack, you know right away. Mm-hmm. But this guy, you know, he works every year without being super-duper famous. And he's part—I I, I Wikipedia'd him a little bit, and he uh, he's part of this—he uh, actually plays golf every week with John Cusack. McGinley does? Yeah.
1: <laughs> That's a good tip. He's part of a
0: whole Malibu Rat Pack. Golfing Rat Pack? Yeah. Of, uh, L.A. celebrities. Bob Hopers. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, Dr. Dre's in this. Playing sure Black Playing Slam- Black Sam. That's his name. Yeah. Yeah. Black Sam, the, uh, gun dealer. Gun runner. And, uh, yeah, so those are like, I, I mean, there are other people that are in this movie, but those are, oh, and Blair Underwood. Yeah. Yeah. Who's <laughs> a weird, that's, he's a weird character in this.
1: Yeah, I didn't get it.
0: Uh-huh, we'll talk about him a little bit more later, but, uh. Oh, back to the budget. $9 million to make the film. It got $41 million at the box office. Yes,
1: box office front, which is solid. That's very profitable. Huge. And you know that this movie is not going to do very well internationally.
0: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, but... What uh, what I find interesting uh, about this as a crime film is that it, uh, it, with With the other bank robbery movies that I've seen in the past, we never had to give the guys a real motivation. Like, in Heat, they just... Are professional More criminals, professional bank robbers. They yeah. love being bank robbers. You know, no one. It's just a, no one asks like, "What? What is your emotional tie to this line of work?" Right. Uh, whereas, what I like about uh, this film is that the 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 bank robbers they're all decent people. Yeah. Like the movie really makes a point of having you identify a hundred percent with uh, each of these ladies
1: yeah they, and they're put in bad situations growing up in the inner city you know
0: right right and
1: uh it's a slippery slope once you rob your first bank <laughs>
0: right it's a <laughs> it's a socially conscious uh crime film right and uh that's it's, that's
1: cool the only yeah i think dog day afternoon is the only one that i find comparable in the, in the sense that i mean obviously the, the the motive for the robberies is always financial but there's a story behind it
0: right and I, with dog day afternoon it, i think the context was that in the 70s uh, with the end of the Vietnam War mm. and um, like Watergate, you have this extreme cynicism and sense of distrust for all institutions. And the government, yeah. And with that, uh, the, the everyman, was, like a white everyman, uh, could be a, a romantic criminal that was like fighting sort of at, like the hero because the rest of the world was corrupt. And in this case, because you've got four African American ladies, like that, that works perfectly for the '90s. That they are, they are ultimately like the victims who take their power back, and their crimes are completely, in my mind, like they all, none of them were um, uh, sullied by by the fact that they're bank robbers. Like they're all totally sympathetic the whole time.
1: Yeah, I agree with that.
0: And uh, and that's what makes this a unique bank robbing movie. So let's. Uh, I I want to jump in with the opening scene. Yeah, because that is like uh, super. It it get this movie get hooks you immediately.
1: Yeah, it's it's uh, an ultraviolet uh, <laughs> scene almost immediately.
0: And and what and as I started watching, I didn't know uh, what direction we were going to go because. The opening scene is full of stereotypes.
1: Yeah, totally. As as
0: well as it being um, like painting a sympathetic picture. You're like, whoa, this could be like the most racist movie ever. (laughs) Uh, Just within like the first five minutes where they're in a bank and uh, it's like all white people in the bank. Vivica Fox is the bank teller, Frankie. And then uh, the camera pans to like the most suspicious black men walking in.
1: Yeah, specifically the main uh, the one guy that walks in, uh, Darnell. Okay. Oh, right. Who's uh, played by W. C. from West Side Connection? Uh huh. Uh-huh. Or his name is W. C. He's in a rap group with Ice Cube and.
0: Yeah, and and uh, dude, Vivica is honestly she's throwing some shade at him. She's like, "Oh, hey, what's up, Darnell? I haven't seen you outside of the projects."
1: Yeah, I didn't, <laughs> like I didn't, what? I didn't have a bank account here. I haven't <laughs> seen you outside of the projects.
0: Yeah, a that's lot of shade. Ne- yeah, that's never like a positive thing to say, to say to somebody.
1: She gets some karmic retribution almost immediately after that.
0: <laughs> so uh, Darnell and his boys, they they've walked into this place uh, half cocked,
1: <laughs> literally.
0: Yeah, yeah. They they've got their fingers on the trigger. Their fingers are very itchy, and uh, they're not wearing masks. Not
1: even a little bit. No, no disguise.
0: No, scowling the whole time. Yeah, very unfriendly looking.
1: All of them. That was unbelievable. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so uh, they they uh, Darnell is like,
1: give me that money put the
0: money in the bank this stick up and vivica tries to you know talk him out of it you know he, he he doesn't take no for an answer he grabs the first white lady he sees puts a gun to her head and uh shoots her just shoots her in the head <laughs> cold-blooded
1: which is a way to make a tough situation really bad
0: sure and uh i you know uh white blonde old white ladies with money are kind of like at you know at the top of the hierarchy of people you don't You don't want to kill.
1: Yeah. You just sprinkle a murder one right on top of your armed robbery.
0: Yeah. And so I, I, this is the moment where I thought, Ooh, problematic because you know, who knows what the, the audience, the audience watching this in 1996, the first thing that they see in this film is, is a black man, Grabbing a whole white lady and blowing her away, and all of her brain blood splattering all over Vivica Fox's nice uh, pantsuit.
1: Yeah, just a bad move all across the board. It's like when you were when I was young growing up in D.C. and we used to go try try to buy nickel bags of weed in the hood. Yeah, like cops would see us and be like, "What the fuck are you guys doing here? Go home." Yeah, they obviously knew what we were doing, Uh and they just laughed and be like, "Get out of here now." Yes, they were right.
0: Uh yeah yeah so she's she's trying to do the same thing she's like get out of here before you do anything stupid and he does and then everybody all the other his two uh, bank robbing associates they 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 pull out their guns nobody knows how to aim or shoot correctly They got we're,
1: that side armed uh holding the gun sideways shit which they yeah. make fun of in the the Sopranos
0: now now we're in a music video basically basically yeah, yeah exactly uh this this is like every uh, white politician's fear about what gangster rap mm-hmm. music is. We're seeing we're seeing it on the screen. Absolutely, uh, slow motion. Uh, you know, a ballad of bullets, and uh, these guys. One of them gets away, the other two get shot.
1: Yeah, uh, Darnell gets shot. Their other guy gets shot, and uh, the third character makes it out uh, with the Acorn Project's uh, fade in the back of his head. He Who is also a character, and uh, he's the guy we mentioned is in, is in Menace of Society and. Uh, a Menace.
0: Yeah. And, uh, and, and, and look at, we got a, a, vi- the victim of circumstance here is, uh, Frankie, Vivica Fox's character. A- immediately after the robbery, uh, she's suspect number one.
1: Yeah. I mean, she knew, she knew him and they knew that they knew each other, even though she had obviously nothing to do with it. Yeah. Um, guilt by association. And yeah. I was going to pick a parallel. Like, I, I don't know if that's, I, I feel like if that was a different, if it was a, if it was white people, like, a white teller and a white bank robber, then they happen to know each other. The same correlation would be made. Like they, they, would, that person would probably get fired for the same reason. You
0: I don't think, think so.
1: I don't think as quickly. I think there would have been some litigation involved.
0: There would have, there would have been a thorough investigation. Absolutely. You know, whereas here, I, I, uh... well, we, we
1: like Rhonda. She's a good person, so we're gonna let this one ride out. We're gonna figure out what we're gonna do with it. They fired Vivica while she's got blood on her face. Like right. Seconds after. They didn't year. even let her and wipe the you're brains fu- off. You're fired. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, And
0: and, so that's definitely, uh, you know, and and this, uh, you know, there's like that prejudices. There's there's some prejudice. And and you see these things play out as well in in uh, like issues where like a kid uh, is trying to go to college or uh, be on a sports team. And they're like, well, we heard that you have gang affiliations. And it's like, why? Why do you think that? And it's like, well, because you come from the same neighborhood as, like, this gang. Yeah. Or you went to high school with this guy who was a gang member. Right. So just because uh, there are people in your community that um, have been criminalized already, that's a sti- you're stigmatized by their criminalization. Right. And uh, if neighborhoods, if communities are already being over-policed, as in, like, the black community or any black and brown community... You're gonna have more people who have rap sheets or who are already in the system, and uh, here, like, I think that this is this is an example of of uh, unjust prejudice towards towards Frankie.
1: Oh yeah, without I mean,
0: yeah. Nah, well, you know, what a bummer.
1: Yep, she loses her job
0: right after seeing somebody get murdered
1: right in front of her. Yeah, a couple of people. No counseling. No, not that now. <laughs> She's got to fight for her livelihood almost immediately. Yeah. Gives a pretty empowered speech. She's probably got PTSD from this. I'm sure she does. Sure. That's exactly where that comes from.
0: Yeah. Somebody hand her a Zanny bar.
1: Or give her some water. At least. Couldn't give a sister some water.
0: Come on, man. That was a good yeah. point. Too thirsty. Just... Uh, so, okay, so there's that, and then the next scene, so now she's fired, what a bummer. Next scene, we go right back to, uh, music video land. Yeah. And, uh, just to say, the director, who, Gary. F. Gary Gray. Yeah, F. Gary Gray, he comes from music videos. Yeah. So, it all makes sense. And uh, this th- this next scene at, is a house party, and uh, it's a 70s-themed graduation party. Everyone's
1: rocking afro wigs. Right. So it just gives us a chance to feel that G-Funk Flashlight flavor. by Parliament's Funkadelic is playing in the background. Mm-hmm. Very West Coasty Gives Queen Latifah a
0: reason to have an afro, mm-hmm. be dressed like Ice Cube.
1: Like Lady of Rage, yeah. She's yeah. basically the lesbian Ice Cube in this She story. is.
0: Yeah, yeah. yeah. And uh, and when we say lesbian, it's because that is what her character is in this movie. Yeah uh also groundbreaking, yeah, yeah, that they that they would have without really um making it an issue
1: oh, it was of, very like over i mean it was there was yeah they weren't they weren't prancing around the issue she was she was very gay yeah, it was just <laughs> very it. quickly
0: yeah, whereas like this movie tackles so many other hot button issues in a an adversarial way, yeah, showing you the injustice of it. there's nothing about her friends in this film. 100% accept her sexuality. Yeah. Perfect.
1: I actually had a I mean I, I was I was wondering that if, if this movie was redone in the same era or made with a, an all male black cast as opposed to women, would the, the Latifa character still be a gay man? <laughs> I don't think I don't know, man. There's a, I feel like there's like I feel like lesbians were a safer play, yes. especially within the black community it seems like.
0: Sure, sure. Um, well, who's the biggest um sort of like uh black gay hero in like a, a urban setting like this. I think I would say like Omar from the Wire. Oh yeah. I don't you
1: think that, I, don't, I can't name another one, so it's got to be Omar. <laughs>
0: That's it. It's yeah. just Omar. So Latifah and Omar. LGBTQ icons.
1: That's yes.
0: There it is. There it is. Uh what okay, yeah. Okay, so at this party, uh we we were introduced to um Smokey uh, played by Jada Pickett-Smith. and Stoney. Stoney. Thank you. And Stoney is, uh, you know, she's got a younger brother. It's his graduation day. I know right off the bat that something terrible is going to happen to him. Because in movies like this, if you have a uh, character who's about to go to college, they're about to die. <laughs>
1: <laughs> like this, Ricky from Boys in the Hood?
0: Yeah, this is when I wanted Keenan Ivory Wayans to pop his head out and message. be like, message! Yep. And... Uh, we know that. Um, oh, he—he's not going to go to college because he didn't get in. Sad.
1: That ends up happening.
0: So her motivation now is to get uh, to get enough money to get him to like pay for
1: his tuition. Yeah, because he didn't get a scholarship to yeah. UCLA like they thought he would. So this is this is sort of setting the premise for what's what's happening and and how this uh, sort of decays into a life of uh, very fast. Yeah. Uh, crime. Yeah,
0: thing uh, easy money. And, but sort the, of. It's that they're not they're not chasing easy money out of some sense of greed or malicious intent. It's that Vivica loses her job and becomes disillusioned with the system after the bank robbery. The other
1: one's a single mother. The only one that's sort of question. You know, T a single mother, so she obviously needs money. Yeah. They're all working as janitors, so life is. You know, that's that's a rough job. Stoney's got to support her brother, figure out a way to keep them afloat without parents. The only one is Cleo who's just a gangster ass character.
0: Right. And then and Her I motive can, is not clear. I would say that Cleo's character, Queen Latifah's character, is living in the margins. Like there really just isn't a a space for her.
1: Well, she's like a byproduct of the hit, the, the gangster rap hip hop culture in, in, in the nineties.
0: And uh it, she is uh she's doing all the things that I can't do anymore. She's smoking blunts and drinking forties, uh, with endless stamina. Mm-hmm. She's, uh, she has a cool car with hydraulics, and her motivation is to get a newer, a better car.
1: Yeah, buy, buy her girl some stuff. Sure.
0: Uh, love the character of Ursula. Great. Which is uh, a
1: gorgeous woman.
0: Cleo's girlfriend in this, and uh, she doesn't say a single word the whole film. She's she like doesn't Harpo... have
1: a, written, a, a line.
0: No, she's like Harpo Marx from the Marx Brothers. <laughs> She is, and she's eye candy. And uh, I was like, or, Amber, pet,
1: or whatever one, the, the quiet pen and teller one. Yeah,
0: and my, you know, my lady's watching this with me, and she's, she's, uh, she goes, you know, there. She's not saying anything because if she had lines, they'd have to pay her more. So maybe that was cutting corners I on mean, the budget.
1: The, the nine million is a tight budget. Yeah, uh, but uh, Cleo, Cleo, uh, she's she's got a good lady. I love
0: their scenes together. Yeah, they're great. Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, very sensual. Titillate. Sensual is a better word. Yeah. There you yeah,
0: go. Fun for everyone.
1: Extremely sen- sensual. Uh,
0: what is kind of uh, funny to me and a little weird is that they, uh, she's not one of the gang though. No. They still objectify Ursula as she, Ursula is like a sort of sexy video girl femininity. Yeah. Uh, like embodied. She's like an avatar for like the dancing girls in, in hip hop videos. Yeah. Uh, They don't really let her in on, like, what they're doing. She's not one of them. Yeah. Side piece. Side piece. There we go. And, uh... Pretty good.
1: Pretty good stuff. So where this thing falls off the cliff, um, the bank robber that got away, um, as an Acorn Projects, uh, carved into his fade, so that's how they identify him on the police tapes, uh, and for some reason, they're friends, uh, Stoney's little brother, the one that just graduated high school, and this this dude are friends, Stony goes over to his, or Stoney's brother goes over to his house to hang out, and uh, the guy was like, yo, you should get this AP tattooed in the back of your head like I did, or like carved into your fade. Yes. And he's like, I don't know why, he's like, I'm not from Acorn Projects, like, why would I do that? He's like, just do it, man. Lesson, don't ever get um, a known felon's uh, <laughs> initial car or you know. Don't rock the same. Uh,
0: don't don't look like someone you know who's a criminal.
1: Who's a known a wanted criminal. Yeah, yeah, same
0: thing. Because uh, a white cop is gonna say they all look alike already. Yeah. So don't help out.
1: So they're on the hunt for this guy with the AP uh, covered in the back of his fade. The young innocent uh, Newsom gets it. Sony's brother, um, begrudgingly gets the gets gets the gets the fade put in. He walks out of that their apartment
0: with a bottle of champagne in his
1: jacket. Yep. And um, within seconds, uh, the cops do what cops do, uh, and they perceive that there's a uh, a weapon on the innocent black man and shoot him a bunch of times.
0: Like so many times. Yeah. Yeah. Um, maybe maybe 30, 37 times.
1: It was times. like, a, like a Rod, the Rodney King beating with bullets, basically. And
0: the only thing that's unrealistic about this is that after they shoot him to death, uh, the main cop is upset.
1: I think that, he, that yeah they would, gave him a heart of gold in this film. Yes. I mean he's one of my one of the, one of the more redeemable characters.
0: Yeah, so that that his uh yeah, John uh John McKinley's character is he's Detective Strode. Yeah. I mean and I'm so, sure there's
1: cops out there that feel bad for killing innocent young men.
0: Well, you and I uh differ yeah. on that.
1: I mean I don't think a lot of them do, but I think I mean there's got to be good ones out there. I'm just trying to believe.
0: Yeah, I know. No, I get it. Yeah. yeah. You still have hope. Eh. Uh <laughs> But, uh, but even I, – I think that um, they'd be so worried about any controversy that they would cover it up right away. Oh, yeah. Whereas in this, they don't cover up the fact that they shot an innocent black boy. Right. They, um, they feel remorse – he feels remorse for it. Right. Detective Strode. So, like you said, heart of gold. And it's – I think it's interesting that this film brings up so many, like, community issues.
1: That have been, you know – part of that society for however many years i mean this is not like anything new yeah police brutality within the black or brown community or impoverished community in general Just, that's right you know not not color
0: uh and the fact that the cops specific. are specific militarized like they're all wearing flak jackets and have military hats like helmets uh
1: constantly to go after yeah
0: yeah to go after one
1: they swat they swat him
0: yeah yeah. So, and and that's a huge issue in cities across the country. Right. Like, why the police should be carrying around um, batons and tasers at the most.
1: Mm-hmm. So, Stony's last name is Newsom. So, we're going to call her brother's character Newsom just to make it easier for everyone. That's right. Uh, after he gets gunned down by the police, everything shit spirals.
0: Yeah, and this is the point of no return for Stony. Yep. I mean, there's no there's no reason. She uh, earlier in the film, she prostituted herself. Uh, to To make enough money yeah. to pay for his tuition, um, she is in a dead end job as a janitor. The only reason, one of the primary motivations for working hard, was to help her brother uh, go to school, and now he's dead. Was that and, the guy from Night Court? Yes, That was the guy
1: from. Night oh Court? my god! <laughs> I just put two and two together. I was like,
0: "Why am I okay <clears throat> with this like sleazy, greasy car salesman?" Because he was a bailiff. Hell yeah, Mac. <laughs> Mac from Night Court. I was. I just
1: made that that association right now. Thank you. I'm. Yeah, yeah dude. I just. I just got the connection too. My man. We were talking about ensemble uh, comedy casts, large ensemble comedy sitcom casts.
0: Yeah, Night Court. There's Great too. One. Dan Fielding, played by John Larroquette, made me want to be a lawyer. Marky Post made me feel good. Indifferent. <laughs> feel strange, <laughs> yeah. like you were climbing the rope in gym class.
1: Um.
0: Uh. Okay. So yeah. So now. Now this is the point of no return. Uh, Newsom is dead and our ladies, uh, are down to make some money. They need it. They need, they need it so bad. And, oh, here's a side note. Like they, they talk about, they're all smoking weed on this rooftop. Good scene. Bonding. Really fun. And, uh, and this, like this, one of those scenes that makes you want, you, you root for all of these ladies. Yeah. They're just, uh, talking about their hopes and dreams and across the way, from where they're they're just staring out over the bleakest vista of a closed factory. Yeah, and uh, and they're and they're talking about how jobs at the factory were paying fifteen dollars an hour, and how rich they would feel if they had that. So just com- think about what they're making uh, in their janitorial night shifts.
1: I feel like in nineteen ninety six that wasn't that little money, fifteen bucks an hour. I mean, they're not. It's not great. Yeah, which is now the minimum wage I think in America. Well, that's or what right they're around. trying to do, but right. like
0: the last. A presidential campaign they were like that's not going to happen right. Fifteen dollars an hour get out of here which is probably why uh <laughs> uh why the one side lost telling that's you true. that you that they're not going to even help push to make that the minimum wage
1: so after all these horrible events that have occurred and they're sort of disdain for the system that's becoming more of the tragedies they've i mean they went through a lot of shit <laughs> in a very short amount of time
0: dude another thing i hate is uh child services
1: yeah, just all they do is take kids.
0: Yeah, so, you know, we, we, see, we see the dark side, you know, because if you're, I think if you're like middle class, you think, oh, child services is going to help. It, it's going to take abused kids away from neglectful parents. Mm. But uh, in uh, situations like this, uh, you know, another issue comes up, which is childcare. So TT doesn't have, uh, she's a single mom. Yep. There's no one that's going to take care of her kids when she's not there. She can't pay for a babysitter because she doesn't make enough money. Doesn't have the resources. And uh, so she's got to bring her kid to work. Uh, and then the little boy, he, like, starts drinking, I don't know, some Windex. Is
1: that what it was? I couldn't really tell. I thought he
0: fell. Cleaning products. Maybe he felt. I, th- I think he, like, drank something bad. Yeah. But um, now child services is going to come in. They take him away. She needs enough money to take care of her kids. So now this is her motivation to join the bank robbery crew.
1: Yep. And, uh. Yeah, I mean, they're they're working, you know, they're all janitors and they're fed up. Yeah. And they've been hurt and they've been let down by everything around them. So this is what happens. And they're also working for basically like a low level garbage pimp. Luther. Luther. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Garbage pimp.
0: Uh, so then, uh, you know, and, and it takes us about 45 minutes to get to the first robbery, mm-hmm. which is, you could say slow, but it, the movie started with some action, you know, uh, wet my beak. Yeah. Got me interested. I saw some bloodshed.
1: I had so. no issue with the pacing. Of this Yeah. Film.
0: And honestly, uh, all that buildup made them very, uh, sympathetic. And up to that point, the, the, the movie, uh, the pacing was great.
1: Uh, my biggest thing with this movie was the uh, the ladies' bank robbery scenes. All her, every bank robbery scene was ter- terrible, terrible criminality. <laughs> like, do some fucking homework if you're going to rob a bank, you know. Like their first scene, their, their their disguises made zero sense to me. Like Point Break, all the guys were wearing president's masks, so they're literally covering their faces with with an ironic like sentiment. You yes, know? and it was great. And it made sense because their faces were covered. These girls had sunglasses and black hair. They looked like this, like if the Supremes were robbing a bank, basically. Yeah, yeah. So I, I don't know. I don't know what the point of the uh, sunglasses. It's like you can't. It's not like you can't tell who that is. You would you know exactly sunglasses. who I was if yeah. I was
0: walking around with sunglasses yeah. right now. It's true. So, yeah, their costumes and were terrible. And you terrible.
1: wear glasses, so it's just even easier.
0: And I think those were maybe those were like aesthetic choices made. Uh, around, like, making them look glamorous. Right. As opposed to, like, and this is where the film is, you know, fantastical. Right. As opposed to, uh, I'd say a lot of other bank robbery movies are much more interested in the procedure and uh, making it seem technically feasible. Well, also,
1: these women are rookie bank robbers, so it's...
0: Right. They shouldn't really know a ton, but... They could have watched Heat the year before.
1: They should have watched It came
0: out in 1995. They could have said, okay, let's do our homework before we rob a bank. Let's watch uh, Reservoir Dogs. Not do what they did. Yeah. Uh, let's watch another one. Straight Time. That's a good Dustin Hoffman robbery yeah. film. We can watch Dog Day Afternoon. I
1: was gonna say Dog Day Afternoon. They made they made that 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 crew of bank robbers look uh, <laughs> super well prepared, <laughs> which, which is not easy to do. And uh, and Cleo to me is
0: is the the weak. She you know. She's the weak link in terms of the strategic bank robbing because she. Loose cannon. Yeah, she carjacks. Uh, she breaks into all these cars and she always um, leaves her fingerprints everywhere. So, you know, that's the trail of breadcrumbs.
1: There was a funny scene where she's breaking into, I think, the Suburban or the car before that. And uh, before she's t- breaking in, the girl behind her <laughs> opens the back door and just gets in. <laughs> thought
0: that was kind of funny uh i was wondering what happened in in the second bank robbery when cleo um carjacks that guy with a suburban Mm -hmm. i wrote down what 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 happened to the owner yeah nothing like
1: did she murder
0: the owner because that to me seems like the only real way to have taken the car yeah you know that's an off-camera unspoken homicide
1: so they get away with this one um for the you first know, one yeah a minute not a minimal game they each get like three or four grand which is not life-changing money by any stretch i mean it's good money for yeah them, but it's not you know
0: yeah you're paying the rent like two or three months sure you want you, they're probably already in debt maybe they have if they have credit cards they're in credit card debt sure they've got you got things you got to pay off they got a dinner
1: at Benigan's if they want it now
0: yeah yeah and then it's also your first your first time making that much money maybe you don't have the financial wherewithal to to scrimp and save you know, Cleo's out there. She's drinking champagne, smoking a ton of weed, putting new rims on her car.
1: Yeah, she's she's uh, she's living it up. Um, I think, so uh, let's talk very quickly about the Blair Underwood character because we're, we're just going to give a backdrop because this story kind of deserves not much attention.
0: Oh, well, this is my, the, I, I wrote worst part of the whole movie. I edit him out of yeah. this film.
1: You get a bougie financial guy.
0: He's uh from DC, from DC, and he's a bank manager who he manages corporate accounts. Right.
1: Oh, I like how she asks, you know, where he's from. He's like, "Oh, DC. Have you ever been?" She's like, "Nah, that's where the mayor, the mayor smoked base." <laughs> like, yeah, there we go. Yeah. A well,
0: there's a big, uh, you know, DC's got a huge, like, it's like a, a black upper class there too. He's there's a big class distinction between him and uh, yeah, smoky. Stony, 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 yeah. And uh, it's weird. It's weird, okay? Because he's dressed like the
1: vampire in Brooklyn. Seems very, uh, you know, he's got vests. He wears vests. Fairy taleish. That you know, yeah. they, they needed that, I think, to, to appeal to everybody else. He talks like a, a minister.
0: Story. He talks like Crestflow dollars. Yeah. And uh, yeah, and now we got this love story again. Fantasy, not realistic. He picks uh, up uh, our girl, Jada pickett Smith, in. Uh, in the bank when she's going in there casing the joint. Yeah,
1: which seemed like an HR issue. but Right,
0: yeah. Yeah, if you work at the bank, man, you know, you're not – I don't know if you're supposed to, like, aggressively hit on the customers. Like
1: I would that. assume you weren't. Right. Um, it's it the 90s, like though. Seems like it's bad for business.
0: Uh, and he, he – his uh, courtship with her is – it's weird because it's very um, – like, there's a lot of power dynamics where he's coming in like a life coach – He's flirting with her, but he's also like asking her nonsense questions that you don't ask somebody you're trying to sleep with. Like mm-hmm. So what's your what's your five year plan?
1: Yeah. I mean, very I'm much like, so. what are you like my like uh, college counselor? That's when he says he went to B school. Yeah, business school. <laughs> he calls it B school?
0: Yeah, he's he's the worst. Yeah. Uh his dialogue is terrible. Um
1: not particularly well acted. Uh but with a lot of gravitas. Yeah. He's shocked that she knows the difference between Cabernet and Merlot.
0: Yeah, he starts speaking to her in Spanish and at weird one point. Cut scene. He's like, every time she comes over, he's like, okay, "I'm gonna Vinda. cook you a different. I'm gonna cook you a different yeah. uh, world cuisine." He's just trying to open her eyes up to everything. Like she's less of a um, a romantic interest and more of a like a pet project,
1: like a fi- like a fixer upper.
0: Yeah. yeah, absolutely. He's got that Captain Savaho complex. And
1: he sends her to, uh, it takes her to. And she, a ga- but she's gal. not a hoe. No, you she's know, not.
0: She's she didn't come in like that. He's, he's. Yeah, just a different upbringing. You know, he's a big mansplainer.
1: Felt a little condescending.
0: Yeah, there um, it is. That's the word.
1: Could have done without that. Yeah. Another scene. So the girls are, you know, sorry, the, the ladies are. Uh, um, the women. The women.
0: Yeah. The bank robbers are
1: now. You know, they got the taste of the money kind of a bit of an adrenaline rush so they're deciding whether or not to do it again so they have a uh, a godfather scene from the uh the five families that that meet, the hugely famous scene in the godfather where marlon brando breaks down everything that's happening I mean like the, really the commission bad. meeting I I thought this was so stupid yeah and a, a, more so after the fact that they paid five half of their budget just to be able to license the fucking music and the lines and like quote the film. They basically take the page out of the commission meeting in The Godfather. I think, and I don't need to go too much into detail.
0: No, you guys can watch it on YouTube. It is, it is. uh <sighs> The it's first like...
1: scene was outstanding, the original, but this was just an <laughs> unnecessary. Like it was like an old throwback because the '90s was all into the, the, the you know the the Italian mafia slash Cuban. Colombian drug lord culture right well this is like
0: naz's uh street dream video where yeah. he's like i'm gonna just recreate casino in this and uh, like glorify and fantasize living this italian uh like mobster lifestyle and you see that in like the firm like the firm was a super group of yeah. hip-hop uh, artists and it everything it just fell flat because they're like using only uh like italian mob language and samples and yeah. it just
1: it, yeah, my buddy said it best. Uh, he was a black kid who grew up in Uniondale, and he was like, "He's like, I've never thought I'd see the day where he's like, all black dudes want to be Italian, and all Italian dudes want to be black dudes." Yeah. So. Uh, em- emulating each other.
0: This was a huge, a huge misstep. The uh, Godfather, and it's also, I don't so, think that comedy so corny. Comedy is not the strength of these uh,
1: actresses. I don't even know if it was supposed to be that funny. I mean, it was, it was kind of like a, you know. Dude, it would
0: have been even. It would have been better if they didn't play the Godfather music in the background.
1: Yeah, and it was like more organic. Instead, they set the whole shot up from there from the beginning of that. Like, it it like,
0: felt like an SNL sketch in the middle of no, like a bad SNL opening. Any
1: setting up, and they're all sitting at the table like eating, and yeah. then she starts going into it. It would have made more sense, but they cut to the scene just like that. It was uh, yeah, F, yeah. F, F Gary Gray. That was a that was a slip up. Uh, rough entry. Right. Uh, second bank robbery scene. So they have this meeting. and They decide to rob a rob. Just keep going, see where this crime thing takes them. Uh, the second bank robbing bank robbery scene was one of these. It's the stupidest criminal act I've ever seen in a movie. <laughs> it was break it down tactically the worst.
0: Oh right, because there there's cops already outside when they go in,
1: dealing with like a, <laughs> a a middle-aged white homeless dude who seems pretty well put together. And is terrible at acting. Just keeps repeating the same. I'm Good, maybe, man.
0: Maybe he was just like a, like a escape from an all folks home. And he, he was, was just a little a dude handsy with, with a woman.
1: He was trying to panhandle. Sure. Uh, so they, like Joe spent, Biden, they spent it, uh, an, an, an unrealistic amount of time dealing with him. Right. <laughs> with like kitten gloves. It's like a, like a, like when cats like kind of push on your chest. Yeah. out kind of like claw. They're yeah. like basically just pussyfooting around with this Very guy.
0: different. Uh, how they deal with this old white man. Than, than they the, do with uh, the... teenager? Yes. Yeah no, yeah, no kidding. There were no cops in Maybe uh, that tactical was done gear. Purposely, <laughs>
1: but I don't think anything in the scene was done with a lot of thought behind it. So basically they're <laughs> they walk by these two cops, uh Cleo and Stony, with their hands on their guns already, outside of the building, looking like bank. like immediately. There's no there's no disguise like they're just like running in that way. Yeah. Immediately start yelling, shit gets out of hand fast, they have they they planted TT in there to Scope it out. She's uh, she's you know pretending like a like a patron of the bank, mm-hmm,
0: but dressed just like the other bank robbers. Busts
1: an undercover cop in there who's about to reach for his gun and spoil the bank robbery. Yeah. Queen Latifah, for some unfucking believable reason, just takes a suburban that she steals off some dude, just committing multiple crimes outside of a crime, <laughs> and fucking runs the suburban in the middle of the bank.
0: Yeah. Thinking, well, there's probably no support beam in this wall.
1: While still, <laughs> the two cops outside the bank are six feet away from her car, still dealing with this homeless dude. <laughs> yeah. And they don't even see it. They don't see this fucking 3,000-pound car just flying over the... You know, yeah. It's the dumbest shit Up. Well, this makes
0: me think like, that... wow, crime, that
1: escalated quickly.
0: Crimes are pretty, probably pretty easy to commit. They're just hard to get away with. Yeah. You know, because, uh, like, no one is suspecting you to commit, uh, like, an act of... Um, <laughs> A mass act of violence in a public spectacle like that. Right. So, yeah, I, I can see them uh, escaping from the scene, but um, but there's no way they're going to get away with it after this.
1: Um, I mean, they, for lack of a better word, or no pun intended, brought a lot of heat on themselves with this. That's right. This sort of botched, over-the-top, unnecessarily violent, loud, active bank robbery they just committed. So they want out, or they want to at least, you know... Get the heat off of them. Lay low. So they go to get their stash. A day later, Luther, pimp, uh, garbage pimp. Yeah. Steals their stash.
0: That's right. And now he's uh, he's throw he's squandering all their money on Just bundled
1: uh, up with a white chick.
0: Yeah, buying way too many watches, more watches than you can yeah, wear at one time. What the fuck is that? Tons of jewelry. Sorry
1: for all the cursing.
0: Moet. Moet.
1: Um, he gets they, they go in to get the money, he's confrontational, he pulls a gun out, they pull the guns out, he sh- they shoot him, then they run. Uh then this is sort of the climax of the film here.
0: Now they now they need to rob one more bank. Yeah. Because the heat's already on them, but they they lost all of the money that they made the first time around. Yep. Yeah.
1: But this now the cops are watching their moves and trying to figure out where they're gonna go. Um they go to pull their last bank robbery at Pan uh Pan American Bank or whatever—the same bank that Blair Underwood's the uh, corporate manager at. Hmm.
0: Coincidence? I think not. Yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, clearly things are not going to work out. No, nope.
1: cops are already on them. Yes. So they get their their attempt gets thwarted immediately.
0: And uh, a little standoff. Detective Strode, he knows exactly who they are. They're wearing the, the scare. These are the scariest masks you can I like wear. Them. I think I love them yeah. a lot. So they're wearing very fun Halloween masks this time around, and uh, th- and they catch them. Uh, they're, they're, they're at a, like a standoff, guns pointed at each other. He
1: says their names. Uh, he's like, Cleo, yeah. Smokey. He's humanizing them, which they, is a tactic in negotiations and interrogations. They take their masks off. Yeah.
0: So they still had plausible deniability. And at this point it's all yeah, out the Yeah, that part didn't make
1: any sense. They're like, wait, you know, you know, their names? Well, Here.
0: And then, uh, and then, racist hero cop pops in from uh, screen left, flying flying across the screen, and shoots T.T. So uh, th- everything could have been de escalated, and yet we see once again cops being idiots. And well, this- he was a security guard. Oh right, yeah, yeah. So, so he so is an
1: idiot. <laughs>
0: this guy, this guy comes in, uh, and and he pulls the trigger first, and that leads to a shootout. Um, T T bleeds to death. You know, so we lose the childlike, innocent character in the film.
1: Right, who giggles the whole time.
0: Yeah, we lose, you know, we lose the we lose we lose the heart of the crew. Right, and uh, now the three uh, bank robbers who are left are on the run. There's a high speed high speed chase. There's helicopters. It's a scene out of um, Grand Theft Auto yeah, the video game. Yeah, that's exactly what it looked like. And uh, and this is I, I like I like this uh, ending as well. Uh, this movie. You know it's not going to turn out well yeah. because it's a bank robbery movie.
1: But you hold out uh, a little bit of hope. That right. It and doesn't if you, turn out as poorly as it did.
0: You, you hope, yeah. Like, uh, you hope it turns out better than Thelma and Louise. Yeah. <laughs> where they drive the car off the cliff and that's the end of them. Or you hope it turns out better than Bonnie and Clyde. Where right. Where they all die in a hail of bullets. Because these women, they're, they still feel, to me, they, they all still feel like innocent. Right. It's the world that sucks and they're they're still my heroes. Well, they
1: certainly made some bad
0: decisions. But yeah, we all make bad decisions.
1: The morality's there. Crime crime doesn't pay.
0: Sure. And another theme in this movie is uh, you know what's more important? Money or your friends. Right. And uh Blair Underwood actually brings that up. That's one of the only things he says that I can relate to.
1: Well, Cleo tries to save them or tries to get them out of there. She yeah. sacrifices herself, she dies, Vivica A. Fox
0: and uh, But this Cleo scene, this is great, by the way. This, this is Queen Latifah. Uh, I think in any movie, if you're an actor and you know you're going to die in, in a scene, you're thinking, is this my Oscar-winning performance moment? Mm. And this was, uh, in my opinion, Queen Latifah's Oscar-winning performance. Right. Okay. Going out in a hail of
1: bullets. Lots of bullets. Yeah. Lighting a cigarette first. She lets Stony and Vivica get away. Mm-hmm. Just mishmashing names now with real life and sure, and
0: Vivica's character Frankie, uh, Frankie, she's she's about she's walking towards a bus with a duffel bag full of money, and Detective Strode and his SWAT team surround her, mm-hmm. and they're like, "Frankie, come on, give it up," and he feels really really guilty because he already killed her brother,
1: mm, and he's not like, Frankie's brother.
0: Oh, you're no no no, you're right, you're right, but mm-hmm. he uh they they've actually he- met. They met at, at the first scene in the film. He was
1: investigating the bank robbery and asked why she didn't pull, you know, the, the, the switch or whatever. And she was nervous because she had a gun to her head. Sure. Which is rational. So he they're telling her to drop the weapons. He's, like, taking off his stuff. And then they have this interaction, he and her. And she puts the gun at his neck.
0: Beautiful symmetry.
1: I liked it. And she yeah. says, what would you do with a gun? And then she turns around just to walk away. And they, cops shoot her in the back.
0: Yeah, they ventilate her.
1: Yep. And in that moment, um, Stoney who is now the only crew member left alive, is sitting on a bus watching her friend get shot, at, which I thought was a cool scene because the bus is pulling down, stopped in traffic. Yeah. And she witnesses the whole thing.
0: And uh, Detective Strode sees her yep. and lets her go.
1: That, I, I like that. That yeah. that saved the movie a little bit for me because I thought that scene was good. He goes, you know what? Eye for an eye. He's like, I fucking ruined your entire life and killed everybody you cared about except for Blair Underwood.
0: <laughs> right,
1: who you're never going
0: to see again. You're never
1: going to see again, right.
0: Because uh, now you have to live in Mexico
1: which is which is up, she's got a duffel bag full of money she's obviously distraught crying the bus pulls away and then cuts to uh, her in Mexico living the life of a
0: uh, in like, like a, a jeep she's driving a, around in a, a jeep a, a, like in she's a, in a, a Tony like Scott Baja. movie
1: look beautiful
0: yeah oh so the, i'm sure tr- she's just uh you know trying to cope with the pain by eating uh bottomless bowls of ceviche mm-hmm.
1: seafood tostadas that's right carnitas um, yeah, all—all all this movies, so, you know, I was, I was, I wasn't expecting much, but it was, it was more entertaining than I thought it was going to be.
0: Yeah, I really enjoyed the fact that there was like a little relief at the end, with uh, because it, there's a lot of uh, pessimism and fatalism that yeah. that can go into uh, describing, you know, um, the conditions, the material conditions of uh, four uh, African American ladies right. in uh, Los Angeles in the mid '90s who have been driven to bank robbery. You know, it, you know it's not going to end well, right. and yet they did give this like one little respite at the end, this one uh, breath of fresh air and hope with yeah. uh, Jada pickett's Smith's mis- character
1: re- getting away, redeemability. Yeah,
0: yeah, and uh, and uh, I, like I said, my final thoughts are that uh, the chemistry between the four main actresses was fantastic. Yeah, um,
1: Queen Latavis' performance was very good. Yeah, yeah.
0: And overall, it was all—it was great. Yeah. You know, just like with Carlito's way, I would cut out the romance between uh, Carlito and
1: Penelope and Miller. Yeah. Yeah.
0: In this, if if you just edit out the Blair Underwood scenes, for me, it'd be great.
1: It would have yeah saved you a half hour at least. Sure. But we should have been an hour and a half.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And right. how you know? But I'm streaming it, so I could just fast forward the That's second true. time I watched it to take my notes.
1: Well, set it off. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Soundtrack could have been better, in my opinion. Although it was the fourth highest selling soundtrack of the year, I, I mean, you know, for me as it, being the, the hip hop fan, there was a lot of stuff they left off. Sure. Ninety six, man, it's fucking golden, golden era.
0: Dude, they could have put the why was it Ready or Not on
1: there? It's true. Well, I think they came out too close together.
0: You know, it's a, you got a you got a great uh, song with a uh, leading lady of hip hop.
1: Would have been a very good ending credit song.
0: A hundred percent. Yeah, man. Yeah, Lauren Hill could have been the soundtrack. To this. Should score more,
1: score more movies, Gabe. Mister Calling. Okay. All right. Well, thank you guys for listening. Um, check us out on Eat Pray, at Eat Pray Judge on Instagram, and don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe on iTunes and Spotify and wherever else you're listening to uh, to this this podcast.
0: And uh, upcoming, we are definitely going to be uh, reviewing uh, Wild Things and Hook. And so, if you have any questions about either of those films or any comments um feel free to send us a message on instagram or twitter
1: all right have a good one guys thank you bye